0: We had great situational hits as a team, and I think that was a big part of us moving on and getting into the World Series. I like to say, you know, like the first 30 games, uh, you'll see the league balance out. When we get there, you know, we'll know more about our team and, you know, like we'll know what we really need to do. I've seen the inside of the clubhouse, how these guys get along together, the the coaching staff, the manager. It's a well-oiled machine as far as uh, continuity. There's no easy games in baseball, but we have teams that we should play very well against. Good morning. Welcome to Speaking of Sports, The Daily Show. Talking about an exciting win yesterday for the uh, Phil's. A game that maybe you don't expect to win, and you get the W. And you need some of those during the course of the year. And that's typically what gets you to that 90 win mark if you have enough of them. But you have to have some. And this was one because it doesn't look real good going into the ninth. We're up against some, some very good pitching in the game. Wheeler did a really nice job. When you reconstruct this one, oh, man, there's a lot to, to unpack. But a, but a 2-1 win in 10, bringing the record 18-19, and uh, seven games behind the Braves, who remain hot. And uh, talk about a absolutely picture-perfect gorgeous day at the yard in front of 33,000. Fans, I, was the only disappointment, well, there's some other smaller disappointments, of, of course, I'm hard to please, but that was the only other uh, disappointment I thought was the uh, attendance on, on such a uh, a gorgeous day and playing a good team, I thought that'd sell out, but I realized schools weren't out and all that stuff they tell you, but that was a little bit below expectations. Other than that, uh, what are we going to say about our right fielder, man? What's he going to end up going to the all-star game and being the starting right fielder? I mean, the way he's hitting, the way he's playing defense, trust me, he's going to be a top a top three, top two vote getter. A- anything can happen. These guys can tail off. I don't think Cotellanos is going to tail off. I think he's legit. I, he's always been a great hitter. And, he, of course, he had his problems. We talked uh, ad nauseum about last year, but I, I think that's behind him. I like his at-bats, and he is just playing the heck out of right field. Saves the game with a terrific catch. In the six, or otherwise, you don't play extra innings. And we often talk about the impact of defense. you got to pick it. you got to use the gloves. And when you see that, he doesn't make that catch last year, by the way. He does not make that catch last year where he's just mentally, his confidence level's not where it should be. But he, he makes it now because he's loving the game and he feels good about himself, and he's into every pitch. You don't think all of a sudden he's just uh, lost 30 pounds, he's fleet of foot, he's a gold-glove right fielder. No, 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 it doesn't work that way. But he's playing with confidence, and, and if he doesn't make the catch, you lose the ball game. But he did, and you play into the 10th and you win it. There are some things I would have liked to seen the Phillies do differently. they got to get bunts down. And we're all happy about the 2-1 win, so I started off with that. So I want to make sure people are negative about the Phillies. Trying to be realistic, very happy with the win. I I said that. But here's something I did not understand. In the ninth, you have first and second and nobody out. And my favorite guy's up, Schwarbor, and you allow him to swing. And it's against a right-hander. And, uh, of course, he, he strikes out. I would have liked to seen a bunt there. And I don't care who you put up to do it. I don't care if you put up the reserve catcher or one of your, your pinch hitters. It doesn't really matter. I'm looking for a bunt there because I trust the guys in back of Schwarber, JT, who came through the doubles. I I guess he's trustworthy, right? And, and Baum, I trust. And Marsh. Uh, Sosa. So I trust the players in back of him to make contact. I really do. So I've got to get those runners over. Now, you trail by three runs, Schwerber's got to swing the bat, try to tie the game up. Anything anything within those multiples where you need a home run, obviously he bats, right? But in that situation where you want to avoid not advancing runners, you don't let him bat. Now, at a certain point, I'm going to make a federal case out of this because there is a reason Schwabers' war right now has dipped below, okay, so you know, base camp is 0.0. You have no positive war. When you go negative, used to we got problems, okay? So he is now z- negative 0.6. Now remember, War win against replacement is all aspects of the game. And certainly defense, certainly base running and, and the strikeouts. But he's batting one eighty seven. You talk about his walks, he's at three oh six, strike that. Talk about slug, he's below four hundred. The the guys that hit the long ball don't often fall below 400 and slug and a paltry 701 OPS. So he's tinkering with disastrous numbers. Oh, I know it picks up in June and you go ahead and lose six to 10 games before we get to June, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So there, there are many arguments to be made that he should not be in the starting lineup. Now I'm going to present that thesis at a long show on Monday and I'll let you know when it's going to be but he is making my case because he does not have a positive war uh, and we're you know into what well, we 40 something games so far right and he doesn't almost 40 he doesn't have a positive war so that's disastrous but you know skipper would never sit him there you know he'd never pinch hit for him you know he would not do what's right get the runners over you don't need him swinging there You just don't need it not your and, and don't forget too we've talked about high leverage okay in the ninth inning high leverage speed pitching all the numbers just continue to just be deflated so he yeah, put it all in a blender and he's like 175 that's who your batter is and i don't want to take the whole show to talk about him but and i'm happy that he's at you know batting fifth but you just can't let him swing the bat there. He, he already had, you know, I think, three strikeouts in the game. You know, check that. And he's on pace for a record number of strikeouts. Phillies running into scoring position, they one for 10, not so good. But they get a throwing hour to score the winning run, and we'll take it. That's what you'll do. You'll take the win regardless of how you get it, because you did come back in the ninth inning. And I'll tell you, anytime you come back, and tie a game in the ninth inning. It is a good comeback win, and that's it will do. But, but there should have been a, a, a move there. Don't expect to ever see that being pinch hit for Schwarber in the ninth inning. won't happen. Just like he batted, you know, third and first, and then had to bat first again this year, and we wasted a lot of wins last year uh, with Schwarber in the first spot. It's camouflaged by the seven home runs he hit, Pat leadoff Wheeler, nice job. Seven is hitting pitch, three hits, one run, seven Ks. Soto remains, lights out. Sir Anthony comes back with one hit, two Ks. Nice job. If you could figure out, Craig uh, Kimbrell, let me know. Send me a text, will you? Because I can't. He's gassing it up at 99. It's locating. Looks for real, baby. I don't know what to expect there. But two Ks, you know, Phillies will strike out once again, 12 Ks. With their pitcher in their bullpen, so they're getting the job done, no doubt about it. The you got to get bunts down, and here are some things you got to be aware of now. Sosa falls below the three hundred mark for the first time. We talked about if you dilute him, you shoot for five hundred bats. talk to Bo about that. He probably ends up going, you know, straight down in a not necessarily a free fall, but ever so slowly, you know, drip drop down. I hope not. I, I think he's got a nice approach, but the numbers are the numbers. We got to worry about Boehm a little bit. He's hitting 292 in May, but he's now dropped 270. These are the guys that were hot, right? Well, you play a lot of games, you dilute batting averages. We know that. Your nightmare could be Turner, 261 straight drop, 305 on base percentage. What about the walks? I mean, the team doesn't walk, but Turner 408 slug. And 713 OPS, I mean, that is absolutely, it was four stolen bases in 37 games and 160 at-bats. I, I, he lives down the street from me. I'm going to have to knock on his, door. His, oh, he's, he's in Colorado, but I'm going to stop at his, you know, talk to his wife and say, why isn't your hubby stealing bases? Again, another concern on Stott, 276, question mark, 311. Another guy doesn't get, doesn't walk. Uh, slug 362, we talked about with Bohm and, and Stott, add power this year. And we, we lamented that and said, well, we think so. Look look at the start. Yeah, be patient, right? Let's let's get into the middle of May before we, yeah, well, we remember that next year, we were hot April. Harper's Harper, true elite superstar, 321. I mean, come on, no spring training, 406, 470. Casting, we talked about. Superstar number so far, 322. 370, excellent, 524 slug, excellent, 900 OPS, excellent, he's excellent, he's back. We're This guy's going to be in the all-star game. JT, you know, like a fine wine, man, just you, know, you got to give him a little bit of time in April, back to 281, again, not a guy that's walking, 302, 480 slug, 782, but on the rise. And I already, already gave you Schwerber's horrifying numbers, right? So... This team doesn't walk, will not walk. So that hurts the overall scheme of slash because when you get the OPS and you, and you see it's down, it's because we're not walking. I don't know that you just turn that around. You know that's sort of a team culture, its approach, but it it's a problem for sure, and it's it's becoming a bigger problem. You know as as we advance into the season, the schedule. You know we got to be careful. As soon as Colorado left town, they got hot. They got Brian back, a couple other guys. So you, it's always tricking Colorado, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday off today. That's a key series. And then you go into San Fran, always a little wacky there. There are six games. You could go forward two quite easily. You go five and one. They're key. Then you come back and play the Cubbies, who are competitive this year. Arizona. We get a chance to look at our our guy Gallon, the Eustace product, who's going to win the Cy Young, and I got him at fourteen to one, by the way. And then you, you got to hope over the next three, six, nine, twelve games, you like to see something like eh, eight and four. You know, uh, I wouldn't mind you know nine and three, but seven and five at worst, because you got to start to right the ship and get that record where it needs to be to start to knock the games down. You'd still like to win a division at some point. After that, and the reason you want to take advantage of that that schedule of 12 games is you then got at Atlanta for four and at the Mets for three. Now, I don't fear the Mets right now a little dang bit, but that's how the schedule lays out. Uh, I think the Mets, I think you can put a fork in the Mets. Now, when I say put a fork in them, it's a long season, and – a lot of teams make the postseason, and I think everybody looks like they're going to play 500 ball with the exception of maybe, uh, well, obviously the Braves and maybe now the Dodgers in, in the National League. And we talked about the Pirates being a fraud, if you recall, show about eight eight days ago, nine days ago, and uh, they're one and nine. Manager's been thrown out a few times. Uh, desperate times, desperate, desperate places, baby. <laughs> it's tough when you hear the air coming out, you know, pop, Sss, there go the pirates. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it because you can't manufacture runs. And all of a sudden, all the frauds come out and do the the, 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 the dance. You've seen the dance of the penguins. There's nothing like the dance of the frauds. You know, they, they, don't want, they don't want the bat. They Here, you take the bat. I don't want the bat. You have it. Oh, my God, runners are on. You take the bat. Yeah, so when it's all said and done, you know, Andrew McCutcheon and and the likes of those guys that were hitting early won't be, and you'll have a couple guys that hit for the Pirates that are legit, and some other teams are doing the same thing. So let's wrap this up with a hearty uh, shout-out to the Sixers. Big game tonight. We've talked about it. I feel really good about the game. Uh, I hope I'm not the kiss of death. I don't think I will be. I think things go right tonight. I think they uh, get a great effort from the uh, the core four, and I think Embiid has a monster game. The crowd tonight will do to them, I think, what the Phillies' home field advantage, home cooking, did to the Phillies in postseason when they were playing the citizens back. I look for the same overwhelming, mesmerizing kind of affect and I said to Boa, what is it when the fans are rabbit like that? What technically happens when you look at these games where the other team looks like they never got off the bus? And I, I I couldn't wait to hear what word Boa would say. And he said, you lose focus. You can't focus. That noise and everything rocking and moving, you, it get, goes through you. You can't focus. And I, So get ready, Celtics. I think you're going to uh, really feel the Philly fever. And uh, I'm pumped. I know you're pumped. So let's get a win, Sixers. And uh, we'll see you soon. And uh, go Phillies, go Sixers. And have a blessed Thursday, another gorgeous spring day. Get out, golf, kiss the kids, go out, do all good things. Take advantage. Over and out.